And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Here they're terrific. Hold the Raven. Nevermore. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Look at the size of the giant. Begin if you can survive. If I let you. You will rest in peace. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! Finally, there is a podcast on the internet about professional wrestling. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to our show today. And as always, this ain't a one-man booth. I'm not Joey Styles. I am joined by the best damn color man in the business, my brother, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. Oh, my God! Well, it is a little ECW. We may not be a one-man booth. We're doing a little ECW today, folks. As we are going to look back at a time when, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio was kind of new yeah. to the, the North American, uh, to, I should say to America. 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 North America. North America. Yeah, yeah. it's America. Yeah. Um, and that uh, Seacosis uh, actually still had on the horns and the hair and the Seacosis, yeah. that, that's the way I like. That's, I'll be honest, that's, that's, that's classic Seacosis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're taking a look at Rey Mysterio Jr. Yes, Not Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, Mysterio Jr. Jr. versus Seacosis in a Mexican death match. From ECW November to Remember 1995. Set your way back machine. What were you doing in November of 1995? I was watching this. I think I was too. And we were watching this as a matter of fact because this predates Barely Legal. Yeah. So we saw this on Hardcore TV. Yes. Which at the time, I want to say was still on MSG Network. Yes, Yes, it was. Uh, We're going a little local here in New York, but yeah, so we would record overnight. Yep. It was on Saturday, like you Friday into Saturday. Friday into Saturday. So Saturday early morning, you'd watch either Saturday morning or if we had football or something like that, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, that rare occasion that, for whatever reason, like during the summer when you could stay up and attempt to stay up yeah. to watch these, you tape it anyway. Tape it anyway because you know you fall asleep. That's a good point. Uh, chances yeah. are. So, so at, at this point, we had seen a little bit of Rey Mysterio Jr. and Psychosis in ECW because Conan was bringing these guys yes, over yes, and getting yeah. them bookings. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, that, and that's the best part of the thing. When you when you look at, like, what's happening here in uh, with Conan bringing guys in, um, and now most people nowadays remember looking at Conan, like, well, that, that guy, like, Conan was the guy. Like, oh, yeah. he was huge in this stuff. Um, Rey Mysterio, Psicosis, uh, Juventud Guerrera, like, I mean, he brought in guys, and then they, they were just innovative. Yep. And let's be honest, ECW, if people are like, oh, it's all hardcore wrestling. Hardcore wrestling does not necessarily mean tables and chairs. It, it yeah, does. It does. But hardcore wrestling also meant Lucha Libre. It the, meant, yeah, but the, you know, Joey Styles used to say this. The original term, hardcore wrestling, yep. uh, was that it wasn't the bullflop. Right. You know, it was it was about the business in the ring. Yeah. And they would talk about when Eddie Guerrero was working there, when Dean Malenko was working there, yep. when Chris Benoit was working there. That was what hardcore wrestling was. Now, eventually, it got the... It got the connotation of the, you know, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, Ray, uh, Raven and Stevie Richards and the Pitbulls yeah, 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 and yeah, Sandman yeah, 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 and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, where there was the Dudley Boys, the yeah, old, you know, right. the, even the original Dudley Boys, you know, yeah. putting people through tables. I mean, the we've talked about this. The first ECW match we watched, double dog collar match, yeah. Raven and Richards versus the Pitbulls. Sold me in a minute. Yeah, I mean, it's got, I mean, the it's two out of three falls. And the first fall is, is it Pitbull 2 getting pile driven through the table by Raven? I think one so. of the pit bulls. One of them goes through the and then it ends. It ends with people getting super bombed through tables. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's there's it's a crazy. cat fight in there at one point. Yeah, it's, it is. It is just. But that once we saw that, I'm like, I'm sold. I'm 100 yeah. sold. This is this is not WBF. This is not WCW. This is you know this is something different. That you got to watch this. Oh yeah. And you know it's not a hard sell for me for wrestling. But when you're showing me wrestling that I think I've never seen, I'm like, oh my god, I got to see more of this. Yeah, I mean, we had never seen. We had only. Uh, our good friend Bob Hansen yeah. had he had told me that he had read about it in PWI. Yeah, and they said well, I read about it in PWI. Yeah, also, that, but, that, but that's about it. it. We had yeah. never seen it, and then you, I think we just happened to flip to the TV guide, and it was saying yeah, ECW was on at two AM or something yeah. like that, and, and we were like, oh, let's record it. We recorded it, and it was like this, and that's the first match we ever saw. And I was like, oh my god, and that's pretty much the entire episode of Hardcore it is. TV. It's that whole episode of Hardcore. All right, folks. So this, uh, I, I will put a link in the description. It says Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis Mexican Deathmatch, ECW November to November 1995. You find that on YouTube uh, for the original one. Uh, obviously, we will uh, cut it all together when one big episode with yep. this uh, ready to go. So let's get ready to start. Here we go. We're hitting play in three, two, one, play. Here we go. Okay, Psychosis. With his ECFNW shirt on, <laughs> taking off the, the leather coat, throwing it. Um, that is Joel Gertner. For those of you who yes. are wondering who the guy in the tuxedo is, that is Joel. Squeeze the lemon till the juice runs down my leg. So big, I'm hurting her. Gertner. The man who took such liberties. Oh, no, that was D that was Devon, who took such liberties with your yeah, mother. mother. So as we legally considered your father in 17 states. So this yes. is slim, svelte Joel yeah. Gertner. And Joel Gertner, of course, is giving the full rundown. He's doing it in Spanish and in English, uh, giving all the criteria here for psychosis. Uh, you know, um, and the thing is, psychosis, he, he tells him, he, he says he's the millionaire, psychosis. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's so funny to think about it because... Like, we didn't know anything about Psychosis. Like, we knew very little about him yeah. um, compared to, like, Rey Mysterio eventually because Mysterio became the breakout star yeah. of this whole thing. 
Um, and Conan made sure he brought in quality you know, yeah. opponents. It wasn't like he was bringing. I mean, but Sikosis at this point was was a top Rudo okay. in in uh, in AAA. Yeah, and you know, so it, you had a top Rudo and a top Technico coming in here. Oh, of course. But yeah. I'm saying, but you didn't have. But you didn't have necessarily the character yeah, that you right, got. Right, we right. learned a lot more about Rey Mysterio Jr. in in WCW than we ever did about Sikosis or um, La Parca or uh, Super Calo or any of the or other El guys. Dandy. <laughs> Who are you to question, El Dandy? Uh, you know, but the guys that the, the guys that were the heels, yeah. you know, the Rudos, yeah. we didn't get as much for them. Uh, I love the uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. Here, he's got this armband with the crown. Yeah, uh, Ray R E Y, of course, means king. And, and Mysterio uh, giving him the been, finger. And the finger. He's yeah. a technical, but it's extreme. Yeah. And notice this outfit is very simple. It's very it's black. It's yeah. very you know, whatever. Black, a little bit of yeah. uh, trim on it. Right. But this, but notice it still has his uh, signature wings. Boom! Oh, what a man, mess! Oh man. Sikosis eats it and eats it hard. Yeah. And again, it's a, this is a death match, folks. So you're thinking like, okay, what's well, going to be crazy? It's, no. it's, it's still Lucha Libre. It's still going to be Lucha Libre here. And the fans were not, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much Lucha Libre some of these fans had ever seen, period. Cheese um, and Rice, he eats it twice in the first minute. Yeah. The, uh, already on the top rope, we're a minute into the match. He catches him, pulls it through for the... for the, uh, the, the Hurricane Rana into a pin. Yep. And now, of course, he's back to his feet, you know. Uh, he'll get back to his feet in a second. Yeah, he's We're calling for two. No, that was three. So that's our first fall. Lucha Libre, uh, you know, style, two out of three falls. Well, it's the next thing, death match. So yeah. you have to, you know. Uh, so, but, you know, but the thing is, obviously, now they go right back into it. And this is this is what people kind of don't understand about Lucha Libre. If they Psychosis kind of eats it again. Like, you know, you're thinking, like, well, what, what, why are they flying around like this? Like, what? It's this is how it is. This is what Lucha Libre, we've now seen the hybrid style that's come out of here. But if you, you originally, like, you go back and watch Old school Lucha Libre stuff. Um, I mean, I don't mean old school like the 60s and stuff. Yeah. You can do that. But like, but you watch Lucha Libre like from the late 80s into the 90s and stuff. In the 90s especially. You'll see all oh. these moves that we now take for granted. Look, look at the, this. Is, this is an ECW yeah. crowd. They're on their feet. They're stunned. Yeah. Because they've never seen something like Hurricane this. Hurricane Rana over the top to the outside. And right. already the guy with the cooler has to move. Yeah. Because it's Philadelphia. There's a guy with the cooler. Yeah. Ray Mysterio got something in mind here. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. The we just had not even seen. Oh, oh we missed. No. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Him, he went down. But again, yeah, that's this is ECW for you, though. It's ECW and it's literally right. Yeah. Because that would not be that's something <laughs> to throw the chair at him. Yeah, like I don't care. Uh, but no, I mean we had never. I mean just seeing guys move this fast, yep. this get this quickly, this frequently. Yeah, you know you get guys that were bursts of speed, but it's just nonstop, and that's why it fit in so well with ECW. Boom with the missile drop, drop kick. kick. And that is why it worked translated so well because it's just action. Yeah. It's action, it's colorful, it's it's big characters. And that's why it worked so well when when uh you know Bischoff and company took it over and, and ported this to, to Nitro, this same idea. Psychosis going to the top here. What do we got? Big moonsault. The no, pin. no, no leg, no uh, hook. Oh, the Rudos leg. don't cover the leg. Yes, Everybody no, I know. What I'm yeah. saying is, but he caught him on the night. So now we're one fall apiece here, right? Um, and of course, you now are going to have the count to get Mysterio up, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So, the, of course, uh, Seacosis hopped right back up to his feet. There was no time to even count the, the, uh, the yeah, three down. Yeah, to answer the count. Yeah, he was, because he didn't even feel he got pinned. Um, <laughs> you know, but of course, well, it's Rudo. No yeah, Rudo. No Rudo's ever actually been pinned. pinned. Ever, every, yeah. every Rudo knows yeah. that. But, right. Uh, 
So selling the dropkick, missing three times, now makes this one more important. Yeah, and great, great camera job there because he completely flies into the frame. Yeah. Because the hard camera doesn't move that much in ECW. Yeah. Where is Ray going? There he goes. Top rope. Oh, yeah. right there. Hung up on the top rope now. And look how small Mysterio is compared to what we think of Mysterio now. I mean, yeah. I don't mean like Dominic who's like towering over his poor dad. Yes. What I'm saying is this is, this is, this is a Ray Mysterio Jr. who they thought about making into a mini. Yeah. Um, he, he's just barely not a mini. Yeah. Um, but they, the problem was he was so over when he first started uh, competing, um, you know, before he was even Rey Mysterio Jr. When he was, uh, what is, I think, I forgot what is the Mexican yeah. I think it was the Hummingbird. Right. And it was like he was so good. They were like, we can't make this guy. He's, he's a main event talent. But watch him when he runs the ropes. Yeah. I mean, it's still, he's still the same height now. But look at him relative. Boom! With the sit-out yeah. powerbomb there. The, uh, the, or they call it a pop up powerbomb nowadays. Yeah, right, yeah. But look at, I've always, I've always amazed how low he is against the ropes. He's just not a big dude. And you can see here, he doesn't have the thickness no, of his chest. Yet, yeah. He doesn't, and also, this is before the vast majority of his tattoos as well. Yeah. So, you know, kids, I say kids, younger viewers who might be watching, you know, WWE and familiar with that Rey Mysterio yeah. don't necessarily realize that, hey, this is the same guy doing oh. a lot of similar stuff. I mean, this is, uh, Almost almost twenty years ago. It's more than twenty. Third, years. almost thirty, 30 years, years ago. ago. This is twenty five years ago. Here, yeah. he's doing this. Yeah, and he's much smaller here too. Obviously, uh, but as I was saying, like it's like for physical, like for Ow. like I mean, he's the same height, but physically a smaller person. Yeah. So each of these moves sells it more. Yeah. You know, and not not to say that Mysterio is not a, a. I mean, remember he's wrestling giants. They put him in there with seven foot guys all the time yeah. on purpose. But like a guy like uh, uh, Psychosis is certainly not. I mean, Sikos is like a normal size, you know, wrestler. He's, yeah. he's not, he's, he's not even like, he's not 6'7", he's not 6'8". No. But he looks huge next to Mysterio. Nope. Just do it once, ball. is it good enough to do it yes, twice? So slam in there again. Oh, there you go. And so each time you slam them in there, because Mysterio is so thin yeah. compared to what we would see him, you know, currently, you, you buy that, man, that's got to hurt. His yeah. ribs are getting slammed there. And this is ECW, where there is no, you know, there's no mat. There's, yeah. there's nothing soft. Like, you know, he's going top ropes again here. Let's see. Maybe we're going to try another moonsault. We are up. And, oh, oh no. Corkscrew. Plancha. Plancha with the leg drop. Okay. Let's see. He's already pinned him twice. This is Two, now the, the third, third fall. fall. So, in this match, Mysterio caught him with the the um, the Hunakan Rod off the top rope into the, the, the tie-in for the one fall. But now, Mysterio has been pinned three consecutive times so, by psychosis. Yeah. And, and as, a, as a Rudo, taunting. Yeah, you know that's the thing that that was always kind of fascinating, and, and I give all the credit in the world to uh, to Mike Tenay over on Nitro, who uh, you know, really did a, a good job. Another dropkick, dropkick of of kind of explaining for newer viewers the idea the the, the traditions of the Technos and the Rudy and the Rudos, yeah, Technos yeah. and the Rudos, you know, and and that idea that you know oh. even wow even more than the United States by that point, because this, I would think of that more as the U.S. in in the eighties. Where, you know, all the Technicos got along right. and all the Rudos got along. Yeah. Right? And so that idea that the Rudos all sort of behaved the same. We weren't seeing the, the shades of gray, like Vince McMahon always liked yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So what was... And oh, DDT on the, on the chair. You know, Raven's in the back saying, hey, that's my move. You know? And the chair the chair, wrong way. The chair the wrong way. I always love that, grabbing the chair the wrong way. So chair on the road. back. See what we're going to do here? Oh, salt onto the, the chair. chair. I always thought that would hurt you too, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would, but you know. One, two, 
three, uh, the fourth consecutive fall in a row now. Yeah. He's now pinned him four consecutive times. Your baby face here, your technical, right, has now been down four times in a row by the Rudo. That is part of Lucha Libre. This is part of the great part of Lucha Libre. We, we talk about Piruessa. Um, you know, we talk about our Japanese yeah, stuff and stuff. Yeah. We talk about our, you know, strong style compared to, you know, King's Road compares to, you know. But Lucha Libre is such a different animal. Oh, yeah. It, and that's, that's the crazy thing about it. We just say, you know, we say Lucha Libre. And, and it's because it was so... It developed almost in a bubble. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of outside influence on Lucha Libre. The yeah. Mexican wrestling scene kind of grew up on its own. It developed its own traditions and its own culture. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about this over on Bots, Bugs, and Babes. Uh, 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 Dropkick to the knee. Yeah. The most, one of the most 90s wrestling moves of all time, <laughs> in my mind. Uh, the idea that these guys really were superheroes. Yeah. That yeah. El Santo and Blue Demon, and oh, that they yeah. were real-life superheroes. Yeah. And... Bam! Just hit him with that. And so the idea of, of the superhero fighting the villain, yep. it's it's very taken in a very literal sense here. See, what's what's Ray doing? He sets him up! Oh no, the knees! He had the knees with the chair on it. Now what's Mysterio gonna do here? Now, we all know, like, eventually you would be like, oh, we gotta have this move and this move, because that's what WWE is kind of set up for us. But he Mysterio <laughs> just throw a <laughs> chair out of his face, right? Yeah, and then, you know... I mean, and there's, you can, there's Hat Guy. Yeah. You can't, can't forget Hat Guy in the old ECW show. Yeah. What's, what's Ray going to do? He's indecisive. But, uh, yeah, but that, but, you know... Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Over the top. The clothesline. Yeah. Well, it was a tri the triangle clothesline there. Yeah. But you know, the idea that, that all these, the, the, the culture of it, and it is so... Just oh, man, the crossbody. Crossbody over the guard. Okay, so people are saying, man, why didn't they sue? This is ECW. No. Ain't nobody suing anybody. They, they loved it. This, 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 was, this was everything. This was, this crowd, look how hot this crowd is. Everyone's on their feet, right? And I understand, this is November to remember. I'm not yeah. saying that. Here we go. Second rope, top rope, excuse me. Top rope, acai moonsault over the guardrail. And look at everyone, look at them. Look at, yeah. And this is not ECW. They're saying ECW. Yeah. There's a W at the end of that. For those of you who are like, oh no, they don't say that. No, no. We've been to these things. Yeah. This is real. Not, a, yeah. The Citadel. The guy's a Citadel sweatshirt. Well, somebody's out of place here. It's like, <laughs> I thought I was going to a wrestling show. Yeah. Well, I don't know what this is. So, but this is apologies to any listeners from the Citadel. It's a wonderful institution. So now, now, the, now we're fighting. Now we're battle. going into the battles but this, here. But this is this is ECW for you. Oh you yeah. Know, we can't really see what's can't going see on. Can't see what's live going on. We got one camera. Yeah. Well, what's happening is is the is is the uh, the guy with the handheld is running there. Yeah. That's what usually happens. You yeah. Know? They're, they're not prepared for it. There was yep. no format saying, okay, at this point, right, we're going to exactly. go outside and have the cameras yeah. ready. Mysterio nailed them with the chair. Here comes Seacoast's back. And I love this. Corner. That's not a security guard. That's a cop. It's a cop. It's a Philadelphia cop. <laughs> the security. When you see Atlas security, that's security. Yeah. And, like, the Atlas security guys, you didn't mess with them. You didn't mess they, with them either. They, yeah. they put you in the hospital. But, like, th that's an actual cop. <laughs> right? That's a, like, so that's very old school. Real cop. Yeah. Right? Here we go. We go to this crowd. I mean, again, is, is anyone here going, oh, no, oh, no? Like, no. Well, that lady's getting out of the way. Because oh, yeah. She's she, that, that's, the say, that, that's the Kelly move, to jumping on the chair. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kelly also tell people, like, you know, all kinds of stuff when yeah, it shows. No. But, like, look, you know. I mean, the, the girls at an ECW show were all, it was all they felt, and now we're, now we're behind yeah. the bleachers. Yeah. yeah, right. We're just up in the, and this, all this is, the guy's got a starter uh, 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 jacket on. It's yeah. a starter uh, Eagles jacket. Look at the guy with the beer. Yeah. Well, and now they're on the stage. Yeah. This right, is right, right below, below the announce position. Yep. Joey's announce position. At, at the ECW arena. 
bam. That stage was famous. A lot of a lot of fights happened on that stage when they would go out of the ring because yeah. it was easy to see. And yeah. now they want to. Now he's up. with Joey. You know. Yeah. yeah the, a classic, classic moment. Wham! That made the opening for how long? There were yeah, there were two Rey Mysterio Hurricane Ranas that made the opening. That was one of them. Yeah. You know, and I mean, just and it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Very snug in there, and then jump walking back down the bleachers. You have to get to the ring to administer the count. Right. So it's like there's no rules, but there are rules. Right. Well, that's the you thing know? is that there's actually ECW matches that ended in DQ. There's and very few, but there were some. But they were because they got so out of hand, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. So okay, we start out. <laughs> so it really wasn't a DQ as much as a no contest, but you didn't have a no contest in ECW. So they said so. Like Francine was actually DQ'd one time, caused a DQ in a match one time because yeah. of all the you know stuff that was happening. And it's people like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But there are rules. A Mexican death match has rules, right? You have to get to the <laughs> ring. Right. Taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> And there we yeah, go. Yeah, answers the yeah. 10 count. So, so the thing is, as we watch this, folks, you kind of say to yourself, all right, well, that's, that seems like by today's standards, you'd be like, all right, well, but, you know, the cameras weren't in here and there. This is 1995. This was so innovative. We yeah. watched this, and I was, like, blown away when we saw this on TV. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and it, it sold me on the idea that, I mean, I've been, a, I've watched some Lucha Libre before that, but it sold me 100% on the idea that these guys are out here doing you know, amazing stuff and whatever. And like this, this could actually be, not, not, I, mean, I mean, obviously well worth our time to watch. Yeah. But like the idea that like if ECW is willing to bring these guys in. Right. And do this, um, you know, maybe that this is, you know, maybe this is where wrestling is going to go. And what right. happens? Of course, they bring in, yeah. uh, you know, Juventud Guerrera, they, yeah. whatever. And then, we, and then we get the whole Cruiserweight division on WCW. Which right. Was As I say, innovative. a year from this. Yeah. Because in 96, not even a year from this, because this is November 95, by the summer of 96, both of these guys are in WCW. Yeah. And that, because Conan was bringing more guys yeah. in, Conan had a working relationship with, um, basically basically Conan and Bischoff had a good relationship. Yeah. And they and he was like, I'll bring guys in. And, and again, Conan took care of these guys. They were basically his guys. It was kind of the same deal like he had with Sonny Ono, that he was yep. a business guy that Sonny... Sonny was always Eric's uh, kind of liaison because he could speak Japanese, right? Yep, so yep, he was yep. the guy that helped him uh, deal with... New Japan. Yuji Nagata. Yeah, Yuji Nagata was his guy in Japan yeah. that he dealt with. But we saw... Like, you know, it's one of those things that you'd watch Nitro and everybody would be so excited in the, in the, the big arenas that Nitro yeah. was in to see us. And it's like, you know, we saw them when. Yeah. You know, we saw them back on Hardcore TV and then it's like, we are telling you guys, we're telling you, these yeah. guys are... This, this you got to see this. Right. So what you had here is you have to remember, by the time Rey Mysterio and Sucosis were here, you already had Guerrero and Malenko had already yeah, been there. Yeah, they had already gone and, through ECW and yeah, went over. And they had yeah. now gone over, and people were impressed with them. And so now this was the next generation, the next wave, not generation, yeah, next wave the of next wave of what could happen, because that's the next evolution. Eddie Guerrero is a luchador. He is a Absolutely. lucha libre legend, right? But let's be very honest, Eddie Guerrero... He became so much more oh, yeah. than just a lucha libre star yeah. uh, and a luchador. He became a, a, a super he was a top guy. He was he's a hall of fame top guy. Yeah, and right? the, the advantage that Eddie had was because he wasn't wearing a mask. Yes, they weren't afraid to let him talk. They weren't let him afraid yeah. to express himself. Yeah, you know, and he had such an expressive face. Whether he was a baby face, the you know, fiery Latin yeah. baby face, he was so much better as a heel though. But as, as a heel, the sneaky, conniving yeah. heel, or even when he was doing the the whole thing where he was just uh, he was just a miserable, nasty heel, yeah. and his hair all slicked back and, yeah. and wet. 
Eddie could emote so well to go with his talent. Well, and a lot of these guys, unfortunately, never got the chance really to talk all that much. Right, of course. Which, you know, that, that's part of, that, that part of that's the programming. Part of that's the nature of the show at that time and, yeah. and all that. But it, it, just the ability of these guys to get over and, and win new fans and create fans of Lucha Libre that otherwise might never have been exposed to this in, in the United States in the 90s. Right. You gotta lay. I mean, all that to me always comes back to ECW, right. because without without ECW gave, being that first foothold for these guys in the United States, they never end up on WCW, and they never. Rey Mysterio doesn't become one of the greatest of all time. Right. You know, yeah. he might be one of the greatest of all time. Never heard of him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Same, same with. I mean, I mean, I'm a huge La Parka fan. La Parka is yes. never going to be, you know, top guy Hall of Famer. La Parka, the original La Parka, one of the greatest luchadors of all time, in my opinion. The original. Like, yes. Yeah, the original L.A. Park. Yeah. You know. But again, we never never would have ever seen him yeah. in any capacity if not for matches like this in the early days. Not the early days, but kind of the, uh, the you know 90, 95, 96, that era. Yeah, in ECW. Pre, pre-pay-per-view ECW. Pre-pay-per-view ECW. But ECW was only by tape, a, a live yeah. show, of live course. Live show, yeah. You got the tapes, yeah. which we did, and you would watch hardcore television. And, ECW, yeah. you know, a regular on, you know, and, hardcore. Yeah, and the ta- half the tape for fan camp. Yeah. Fan camp through oh, RF God. video. RF video I was going to say, it was rumor and innuendo. That was mostly what ECW was yeah. at this point for yeah. people if you were outside of the Northeast. Yeah, and the thing is, and it was in PWI a little bit, but not nearly as much. It became much more in PWI. Um, back when PWI wasn't all color, when it used to be like yeah. a pulp magazine, uh, you know, like pulp meaning like pulpy, uh, pulpy, pulpy paper. paper. Yeah. Um, and but that to me was the best time. I mean, I remember reading, pouring through the pages of EPWI, yeah. trying to learn more about these things because there was no internet yet no. to that extent. No, you're saying there was internet in '95, but not like it is. There was. I'm gonna. You had to dial a phone number. Yeah, to get to on get internet. internet. Yeah. And then God forbid someone picked up a phone while you were on yeah. it, and you know, wound up hanging up on you. Right. Um, but that's part of what we're talking about, folks. It's part of that history of wrestling. And that's one of the things we try to do on Get Back to Wrestling. We try to make sure we give you guys uh, maybe a little peek back to the things that, uh, like Luke and I, are, we're privy to seeing, uh, especially being uh, Northeast wrestling fans. Yeah. And to be very honest with you, a lot of people, and I said it here, you know, there is no ECW. It's ECW. ECW. Well, and we, we, we were I mean, there. How many ECW shows did we go to? I never heard a single person yell ECW. No, never. You go ECW, ECW. You were, you were, it would drop off. Yeah. But you weren't saying dub. dub. You were saying yeah. W. And, and the reason you said W because you were proud of being an ECW show. You were yeah. proud of being the alternative. You were, we're at shows where, I mean, eventually guys like, Jerry Lynn and Just Incredible and like the yes. Rhino, like literally think about all the talent that came through ECW. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of thing. We were there for that. We were there when when you know, uh, we were there with Al Snow. The right. Prototyping the head, head. head. Yeah. I mean I mean the craziness of that, the idea of like seeing Taz and Sabu, like I mean, my you know, literally guys like, you know, uh, Brian Lee who eventually became the you know, the faker faker taker, you know, kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. And you know, kind of things like that. These these guys all came through there, and ECW was so important to the wrestling scene of the '90s. And I know people say that, and they're like, "Well, but but it was garbage." But it was important for what it did. The same way that the Monday Nitro, you know, when Monday Nitro became a yeah, thing, it yeah. created something else. The same thing that um, you know, as much as people don't want to admit it, the steroid trial was yeah. actually very important very because important. it kind of shifted things and allowed. The Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart's, Hart's of the world yeah. had a chance. Yeah. Um, you know, even even though maybe it didn't do well for the company, the but time, it, 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 it shifted it's the some, landscape. Yeah, it shifts, and that's what ECW did because we're here in '95. Yeah. Okay. 
a couple years down the road, we get a little something called attitude. Yes, yeah. And as much as I think people have forgotten about that, that promo with Paul Heyman, where he yeah. rips into Vince McMahon and it says exactly this. You know, they always say that, you know, uh, reality is the best way to inform something yes, like this. Yes. And that's exactly what it is. Vince looked at this. He said, I'm, uh, Eric Bischoff and Ted Turner are eating my lunch. Yeah. What can I do that's different? Here's something that's different yep. for an hour on local TV every week. Here's something that I can take and I can make it a little bit more palatable. Sure. A little bit more mainstream. Yeah. But now I've got an edge. And now I've got a, a different product. Yeah. I've got those shades of gray that right. Vince always talks about. And that's what ECW was. Yeah. There, there, were there certain guys that were always heels? Sure. Yes. Yeah. His name was Raven. Yeah. Okay. But even, even when Raven did the right thing, it was for his own reasons. Right. But like Sandman. Yeah. If Sandman was working against Raven, he could be a babyface. But if Sandman was working against, say, you know, Sabu, he might end up as or Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer, he'd yeah. be a heel because he was a, he was a face against Sabu. Yeah. Sabu's a heel. Sa well, but Sabu could also be a babyface. Yeah, of course, if Sabu was working yeah. against Taz. You know, uh, Sab no, yeah. but you you are biased because you're the Taz mark. But if if Sab, but again, that was one of the hallmarks yeah. of that guys were their character. And their character would be, interact with others. And it, and, and it would be, be dynamic. So here, here's probably the best way to describe it. Shane Douglas is a heel. Right. Right? You say, but but what would happen when, when Bam Bam was a heel? Bam Bam wasn't ever a heel. Bam Bam was a heel when he was in the triple threat. Shane Douglas is a heel. Yeah. I love Shane Douglas. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I love him on the mic. Yeah. Right? But he is a heel. And even when he did things, you're like, well, that's a kind of a face thing. It never was. It was always for his own motives and whatever. But he stayed true to who Douglas was. Same thing with Taz. Same thing with Sabu. Yep. Even, I mean, the Dudleys started out as a joke gimmick and became one of the hardest, uh, you know, edge things they had there. They, yeah. they would just be just beyond. And one of the really crazy things is that the edgiest one of all of them was it's Bubba Ray. And oh, Bubba yeah. Ray was... He's the biggest joke. Yeah. He was the biggest joke in the Dudleys was Bubba Ray Dudley. And he ended up being the guy who would incite riots. The guy who would put women through tables. The guy who would do this crazy stuff. And you're like, this is nuts. And at the time, you're like, okay. But ECW had to keep changing. And as ECW changed... And we saw that change happening. We saw that change happening eventually in WF, yeah. into the E. And then we saw Nitro try to you know mimic it as well, yeah. not as Which well. Which didn't work. It, it didn't work. Yeah. And and that's the thing that that suited the audience, right? Yeah. Because the audience didn't want black and white. The yeah. audience wanted things that were pushing the envelope, or as again, Paul said, we're pushing the whole box of envelopes, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what Paul used to say. So and that worked well. For WWF, and it was the same the same approach, right? right? Steve Austin was Steve Austin was Steve Austin. You know, A is A, right? right, right. And whether when when Austin was working against the Undertaker, whether he was working against The Rock, whether he was working against Ken Shamrock or Owen Hart, A was A. Yep. And so that first off, that allowed you to have first off, now you were not limited by what matchups you could have. Right. You know, right, you right, didn't right, say, right, well, right. they can't fight because they're both baby faces. You didn't right. have that anymore. Yeah. But now you also had. Now you had the ability for guys to really get over. Yeah. And you didn't have to be that white meat baby face right, anymore. Right. That you could be you know, um, Sting has talked about this. How how hard it was to be a baby face yes. against the NWL yeah. when the heels are getting cheered. Right. It's like, but now when everybody's a tweener, essentially, yeah. and some guys fall more to one side, some guys fall more to others, and some guys stay as baby faces yeah. and they stay strong as heels, especially in the attitude era. They're right, right. it became more clearly defined. But who are the top guys we think of? It's Austin and The Rock. Yep. Was Austin the Rock a heel or a babyface? Yeah, they're not. Neither. Yeah. Both. They, at both. Know. I mean, Austin, the one thing with Austin, I can say this. What Vince McMahon was able to do 
was turn, you know, as we would say, chicken shit into chicken salad, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Uh, Bret Hart, you know, goes out. Mr. McMahon character is born. Yeah. And let's be honest, Steve Austin fighting Mr. McMahon. Oh, I mean, it's printing money. That's, it, it was, but and that's people like, well, that's Steve Austin's greatest opponent of all time is, is Vince it's McMahon. And, and, and the greatest part about that is people will argue on the fight. No, it's Undertaker. No, it's, it's The Rock. It is Vince it's McMahon. Because every single week, that's how they ended Raw. Well, it's, it's the same. You know, the NWO ran WCW for yeah. how long? Yeah. That feud ran WWF yeah. For, yeah. For, for more than a year. Yeah. And, when, and when, when, when Austin was taking on McMahon, he was a pure babyface yeah. at that point. Because everyone hated Vince McMahon that much. Because everybody can relate to wanting the Stone Cold Stunner their boss. Right, exactly. I mean, the thing is, when he comes out, when he hits him, the first time he hits him with a stunner, the, I mean, as bad as the stunner, yeah, uh, Vince, Vince takes a terrible, terrible <laughs> sell on it. Ain't no sell like a go-dead right. sell. But the whole thing is... That like, they, you don't even understand. Like, those of you who are not old enough to have been, who have seen it, let alone been in the arena. I mean, I was in the arena uh, for Steve Austin hitting a, a stunner on McMahon and yeah. stuff like that. Not that one, but I've right. been there for those things. You guys don't, you know, it's, it's hard to understand that pop. You're like, no, no, I've seen it a pop. I've been at AEW a pop. I'm not saying there's not a great pop for that, yeah. but you don't understand the excitement, like literally coming out of your skin excitement. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the infectious excitement yeah. that, that that product was bringing yeah. at that time. And it was a totally different world. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you, if the internet existed the way it does now, that would never have happened. No, because it, it, was, that, it was that word of mouth. Yeah. It was the, oh, you got to go out and see this. Yeah. It was that we, it, it was also, I don't want to, I don't want to get tangent here, but it was also that. We need to build a story so that you buy the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Not, we've premium already got events. your money, yeah, yeah. so you can be sure to watch our premium live event. Premium live event, it sounds like we get, like, premium chicken on a pizza. Yeah. It's like, we can give you some crappy chicken, or you want to get the premium chicken. Yeah, totally. So that would suggest that, like, raw is, like, the crappy chicken. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's raw. Yeah, it's raw. Me. It's uncooked. Yeah, somebody, somebody who appreciates the premium chicken on his uh, Domino's, uh, you know, three-topping seven ninety nine pizza. Yeah. Uh, hey, sh shout out to uh, Daniel Seguera on the Mustachio Podcast here. But, you know, when you order a pizza at Domino's and you got the pizza tracker, yeah. it's good to know that somewhere somebody's thinking about you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, folks, so like we were saying, you know, I, I know we got to get a little lot. I mean, we, we talk about an ECW match. We're talking about this tie together. It's important, uh, you know, to kind of think about this stuff because nowadays, and this comes up a lot, and I don't really want to go super deep here, but I just want to mention this. People say, like, I can't stand WWE. I can't stand what they're right. doing. Yeah. And people are like, great, you're going you're gonna to quit them and watch AEW? Like, I watch AEW, yeah. right? I'm not going to quit watching WWE. I'm just disappointed in them. I yeah. want better I want from them. them to be better. And the problem is we will go back and look at old stuff to remember mm -hmm. those good times yeah. because it's like an old friend. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like that, that, it's like that, you know, that, that comfy shirt. It's yeah. like, it's like you're, you know, as, as we would be back in the day, you're whoopee, you know, yeah. kind of thing like for Mr. Mom, right? Um, it's the idea that that allows you to have that like, hey, remember when this was good? Like, I literally, I was kidding. I have watched the 1992 Royal Rumble, yep. like several dozen times it is one of my go-to when i don't feel good yep. or i'm in the middle of chemo or i'm having a bad day i pop that on even if i don't have to watch i can just listen yep. just to hear bobby heenan go it's not fair to flare it's not <laughs> like just all those things because that's that's me is one of my favorite moments ever absolutely matches whatever you want to call yeah. it in wrestling yeah that that royal rumble was so important to me in 1992 as a rick flair fan, flair fan yeah. who Hated the fact the way WCW or the NWA and WCW, WCW, technically, right? Yeah. Was treating him and to go over to have him win, it meant so much to me. Did, did, it, did it put a dime in my pocket? No. But it, it brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. 
Oh, and, I mean, you know, that, when, when, I mean, especially now, looking at, it's funny you mentioned, are you going to stop watching WWE? Yeah. Because 1995, not a lot of people were watching right. the WWF. We were. I mean, we were. Yeah. We were loyal fans, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but in 1995, I'm 15, you're 17. Yeah. I mean, where else are you going on Monday night? That's right. You're going to yeah. watch. But, we got but, school. But clearly, clearly, I don't, and I, and 95, so this is before the NWO, but even in 95, yeah. when we've got Hogan versus the Dungeon of Doom, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and you got Sting and, and Randy Savage and as your top baby faces, and yeah. you've got, you know, like I said, the Dungeon on that on the other side. But remember, you were already just, just done. You just come off in the early 90s, the the uh, the, the angle with Sonny Ono bringing in yeah, with New, Japan. New Japan and stuff, yeah. which I always thought was innovative. That was great. Yeah. I mean, it was innovative at the time, but you hadn't seen it because it was giving us something different. But but even even then, let's, let's you know, but yeah. this is pre-NWL right. WCW, okay? That was still more interesting on a week-to-week basis yes. than what was on Raw. We would you'd watch them both, right? Of course. But you felt like, wow, there's a real chance that WCW is gonna gonna just bury them and put yeah. them out of business. Yeah. Like, look at the stars they have. Yeah. Look at and there's new people showing up every yeah. week, and this pushed WWF at the time to improve, to yeah. change the product yeah. and get better. And that's if nothing else, whether you are the you know the the diest of the diehard WWE fan. Or you are one of that camp that says AEW is the perfect expression of combat sports and will accept no argument. <laughs> you have got to like the fact that there's competition yeah. and that they are now. Do they? Does AEW push WWE as much as they can? No, no because close. they don't have the ability to, right. and the way that WCW did. But the fact that one, as a consumer, you should be happy that there's competition. Of course, that there's something different. And now, now, you know. We, we were talking about this the other day. NXT 2.0 really oh. should be 3.0. Yes. We're gonna take. I'm gonna put a pin in that. Should be 3.0. They saw what was happening between AEW and NXT and said we have to change. Right. Whether you like how they changed or not? They changed the product to try and capture a different oh, part of the audience. Yes. Right. Fine. They. What I would love to see is Dynamite and Rampage be able to push. Raw and SmackDown to the point that WWE says, "Wait a minute, we can't keep booking this this way the way we have right. for the last." Five, seven years, yeah. because we because we no longer need to push people to buy that pay per view. We still need to get them excited to watch that premium live event. Right. We still need to do that. So as a consumer, you should be happy about that. Secondly, as a fan, yeah. I think you should be happy that every man and woman you see on TV each week now has options. It's no longer, yeah. well, I'm sorry, creative has nothing for you, go to the house. Yeah. Now it's creative has nothing for you. Okay, I'm on the phone, I'm talking Tony Khan, I'm talking, uh, you know, uh, the guys, over, the, the album man over at Impact. Yeah. I would say you're calling ROH, but they're on hiatus right now. But there's a lot of other options that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by having a, a, a big viable one like AEW... That really means that, okay, so guys that aren't going to catch on necessarily the WWE for whatever reason. Right, right, right. You know, that guys like Crimson Cross yeah. can go back to being Killer Cross and Impact and have that ability yeah. to yeah. still work and do that. Yeah. That was, I, I, I saw a great interview with Ivory years ago. And Ivory, she had such a unique perspective because she came up through Glow. Right. And then became an air quotes up to the mic real wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And she said that she always liked it. Even though she never went to WCW, she loved that it was there. Yeah. Because if it wasn't working out in WWF, yeah. at that point, you could go the other place. Yeah, yeah. You could try something different. Yeah. You know, get them, hang out with new people, try do different things. And when, and when that is not there, I feel that that is a detriment to the people that make this sport 
this sports entertainment. Sure. Great. It's the it's the workers. Yeah. It's it's the men and women in there out there busting their ass. And for them to have other alternatives, to me, that is just a great thing. And that's ECW represented that too. Yes. I mean, you know, do we again, Steve Austin oh wasn't happy with with with, with yeah. Eric Bischoff, went to of all places, ECW. And and and, and he got said, over his hell. Well, the thing is, he said, I want to go out there and say things. And Paul Hemsworth's like, I want you to go out there and say things. Yeah. And Steve Amania is running around. See, Steve Austin was there a very, very short time. Like a few months. Yeah, in, in ECW. And I thought he was so good in ECW. Superstar Steve Austin. Yeah, just, just I, I, I love that. Steve I'm, I'm pretty much out of Mattel figures, but if they made a superstar Steve from Austin. ECW? From yeah, ECW? From yeah. ECW with the blonde yeah. hair. He's like, <laughs> take me back, Eric, take me back. That, you know? That's right around the time that, um, you know, Pillman swerved everybody. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to rip out my Johnson and piss on you. Put that thing away. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. He wouldn't have had that stuff. No. You know, so. Having, having an alternative to me is always good. Always important. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, folks, we didn't want to get too far afield. We wanted to make sure we watched this match. There's a great little match here from ECW. November, remember, 1995. November members have some great matches through the years. If you have yeah. a chance to go back and check them out, lots of fun stuff on there. I mean, there's a mixed bag. I mean, yeah. the, the, let me just say this. ECW was not perfect. No. no nothing is perfect. But, but the thing is, the good times we remember yeah. from ECW are, uh, I mean, and not even like at live, I mean, just even watching ECW is great. Live show ECW, oh, yeah. you had to experience it. You had to be there. There is nothing else like it. I I was there when Joe and Kenta wrestled in New York City. It was electric. Trust me. I've never seen a man chop so hard that <laughs> night as Kenta Kabashi chips kept chopping Samoa Joe. Yeah. But at the same time, as great as that was, and I've been there for ROH pay-per-views. I've seen yeah. world title changes. Like it, it just was a different experience than be there in the ECW you know, and, and again, not even in the arena. No, we never went to the arena. They went to the arena. We're talking about like local, like things in Poughkeepsie well, and, the, the Poughkeepsie, and, uh, yeah, and the, Danbury and the, 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 the Mid Hudson Civic Center, yeah. which I always thought was amusing because that was an old WWF stronghold, right. the old Mid Hudson Civic yeah. Center, where they uh, held pay per views there yeah. too, um, and, then, and then in the O'Neill Center where they held pay per views yeah. in and Danbury, the, the and, Twin Rinks and Twin Rinks in Stanford, Connecticut, one yeah. of the most famous nights ever. That's the the W. That's the uh, when they went to Titan Towers and trick or treated. Fright fight. Yeah, fright fight and. And you know, the nice part about that, folks, is that those memories stay with us. And as weird as it sounds, we're like, well, you know, like, I mean, our dad was at the Fright Fight oh with my us. Gosh, and man. you know what? He loved it. Oh. And, and, and dad's not a huge wrestling fan, but no. he loved it because it was so infectious. He goes, no. he, as he said, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was. And what happens? The, the last, the, the end match is that, like, this, the gangsters come out, right? Yeah. And, and the music's playing. Was it the gangsters? Yes, gangsters. Gangsters. Gangsters at the time, sorry. And they go, you know, um, you know, you have what do you call it? Their music's just blasting. There's guys everywhere. Chairs are getting, and it's just, yeah. it's just an insane scene. You're like, this is the most nuts way to end yeah. the show. Yeah. But it was the perfect way to end the show. It was a controlled ride. Yeah. It was yes. It was a it was a controlled ride, but it was the perfect way to end the show because that night you had already had great wrestling. Yeah. You had some great tag teams. You had some you know lighter weight guys. You had Douglas and Candido dressing as Skip and, and, uh, Dean, and Douglas. Dean Douglas. You know, I mean, you had Furnace and Lafon, who I know uh, some people, you know, don't love them, but like two great technical yeah. wrestlers that we would never have seen in America right. if it wasn't for ECW bringing them over and then Vince putting them on WWE for a very, very short very amount of time. Very, very, very short amount of time. But anyway, folks, so like we said, we wanted to give you guys a little slice here, a little ECW November yeah. to remember from 95. Um, if, you know, we love the feedback from you guys. If you have feedback, hit us up. We'll yeah. love to hear from you. Yeah, if you if you watched ECW back in the day, if you've been watching it on the old WWE Network or on the Peacock, 
you know, go ahead and send us an email. Get back to the wrestling at yahoo.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Get Back to the Wrestling group and join us there. You can find us on Twitter at GBTTW Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube. Just search for. That's right. Get back to the wrestling, and you can find us there as well. So please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. So I'd also like to give a quick shout out to all the N1C mafia out there. You know, you guys, we all know who you are. N1C for life, right? Yeah, um, and I also want to give a big shout out to Go Fight Pow, the official card game of Get Back to the Wrestling. Go Fight Pow. Find them on Twitter and on uh, Facebook, and just look at them. Their cards are awesome. We got a yep. whole great one of cards coming out this year for because 2022 is the year the double deuce, double deuce, the duos coming to you. So, yep. uh, folks, I want to thank my brother for watching this, uh, going back in the time machine with me yep. to '95 when maybe maybe when we all were a little little we looked a little different. You know, uh, maybe maybe had, some had, of us had to make some more I, hair. I said we had more hair in some places and less, less hair, hair in others. Places, yeah, you know but. and. Maybe some of us weren't, you know, like, you know, as big as we are now, but, you know, kind of thing. But it's what it is, folks. Uh, the great part about this is that we shared these memories together. My daughter is now able to share some of these memories with, like, she's watching wrestling with me, and this is something we grew up with. It's a time a lot of people find these memories are important, especially when you're kind of going through things that are hard. And it's, you know, nice sometimes to be able to look back and say, oh, yeah, that was a great time. Yeah. And even if it, you know, gets you out of your funk for 10, 15 minutes, you right. kind of look at things a little better maybe that day. Nope. So, And that, that's something we've talked about, too, is that wrestling is always about the shared experience, yep. right? Yep. And the nuts and bolts of wrestling have not changed yep. in our lifetimes. Yep. The, the, the outer uh, fascia of the whole thing yep. is different, but the superstructure is the same. And so watching, you know, watching wrestling with... You know, uh, with our our kids' generation, yeah. with us, it's the same experience. Yep. We know what that was like. And now the details are different. Yeah. But you know, I remember watching like the jumping bomb angels and yeah. my mind blown as a little kid. Yeah. And then seeing like you know my kids watch Ricochet or something yeah. like that and having their mind completely blown. Yeah. It's like I I was there yep. at one yep. time. So that absolutely that 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 is it has that power to bring people together. Yeah. All right, folks. So uh, that about wraps this episode up. What's going to happen next time? I don't know. Yeah, the, the only thing that's for sure is that nothing's for sure. Yeah. So, folks, we'd like to thank you very much for joining us here this uh, this time out. Uh, always, we, we appreciate all the downloads, mentions, and shares. And like we say, we'll see you at the matches. Are you going to take care of Ron Killens? What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect is that Billy What's-His-Name show Booking a match for the total package like Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? S Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends and stars ever in this. God! Ugh. And your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy! And you book a match with me against Ryan Killings! Look at me! I'm a total package! I will rip him apart! I'm pissed now! No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward. Will you stop?